The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you, January 22nd, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat are back with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in as we recover from a very, very wild week. Good morning, Pat. You're back, too. Good morning, Brenda. It's hard to believe it's been over a week since we have been actually live on the air way too long. Uh, It is glorious to be back this morning. I must say, I was a little relieved that when my alarm went off, I've never been happy to hear it go off at 4.30 in the morning to get out of bed because it was time for me to get back to my regular routine and get back on the air. It feels like the whole world's almost changed since we were on the air there was a lot going on, and we'll talk about it throughout oh, the show today. Oh, my goodness. What a week. And we tried to get up here Friday. We did. We, we tried, and then we got to our street. We got to the very end of the street. It was blocked. There was an accident, and it was still full of ice. It seems to me, and I was looking at things, that it, that we had Aaron, our production engineer. He had come up here several times during the week. He got through here. I believe here on Sylvan Hill, though, on Thursday night into Friday, I think we got another like little layer of ice come in during a short period of time because you're right, it was a skating rink when I tried to get up there. It was blocked. When I turned around to get past the fire station and back onto, what is that, uh, Shoals Ferry or Skyline, I, I literally slid through the intersection. We did. We got another one yesterday, actually. I was up really? here yesterday morning and there was a little bit of ice pellets that were coming in. Now, they were melting as they were hitting, but mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? There's still more coming? It's, you know. It's, it's a week. <laughs> we don't need more. Let's let's get. I'm ready for summer. Oh, I'm ready for gosh. summer. I'll say this though: we did have some very nice fires in our home. <laughs> we were protected a little bit, I think, in Vancouver in our neighborhood. We did not lose power for a moment. You, on the other hand had to actually leave your home. You had no power for days. I did, and I was one of the last to get power back, actually. Did not get power back till Friday. So over five days, I managed to go two. I, I, I went two. I was like, it'll come on. It'll come on. I can right? tough this out. And I'm starting to see my own breath. And, <laughs> and it's getting really cold. I mean, it's getting in the 30s in the house. Right, because remember, it was, what, 18, 17 Correct. degrees, Correct. and then the wind chill brought it down right. to zero. So I, I had to go, and and luckily, it was hard to find a place. Because you, along I, with everybody else. Right, so I found a place downtown and uh, stayed downtown and uh, toughed it out. And and uh, it, it was even rough down there because all of the sidewalks were covered with ice, so once I went outside the hotel, I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Oh. It was it was it was quite complicated. It was quite complicated. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, the Portland bus system, they were kind of crippled. Even the Max line for days, it was uh not running. I think they I saw pictures of them actually walking the lines trying to hit things and then of course the airports. Uh these poor uh service people outside in the ice trying to do the best they could, but uh, it seems like we are well on our way. There are some lingering issues out there. 
Uh, and before we get too far, it seems like there are some schools that are still closed because they have some burst pipes, some oh, elementary schools. Okay. And uh, in uh, Clark County, some might be doing a two-hour delay okay, just to make sure all of the school sidewalks, everything is all cleared out. So check your flash alerts in your school district. Well, I want to recognize all of our first responders, our emergency crews that were out there, the the guys from the power companies, the cable companies, all of the service for personnel. I know they are running on fumes. They have been just Round outstanding the clock. amazing the service they've delivered the ones i've run into are still always like so polite so nice so and i'm like these guys have not had sleep for a week no so salute them and yeah. thank them very very much <laughs> we, we're pretty fortunate at least for me the only thing that that i had to deal with <laughs> Nope, uh, all my food in the, in the refrigerator. Say, what happened to that ham? That the Christmas ham <laughs> is gone. You know, I was thinking, thinking about it. It's like, all oh, that ham. I was going to eat it all the way up to Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think maybe God took pity on you and said, well, he's had enough. He's had enough. I got my money's worth out of even what I did have. But yeah, I lost, lost the Christmas ham along with the everything in the freezer and, and refrigerator. But uh, consider myself very fortunate. Because I know you had a little leak issue yourself. We did. So it, last year we had a burst pipe when we had real bad cold snap. This time we have a broken pipe under our house. Now this was a definite. This was not weather related because it was an interior pipe. It was in fact a hot water heater pipe that led to the interior of the home. So it was just a spot where uh, Scott found it that it had worn because of where it was braced. It's a 30 year old home. Okay. So whatever that was. And so he did his best to patch it because yeah, you know that I wasn't gonna be able to come on this morning and not have my hot shower. So uh, thank well, goodness. We wouldn't want you here. No. <laughs> thank goodness he got us taken care of. I, I do remember, you know, I had the pots of water on the stove so that way I could do my dishes last night. First of all, too, I'm glad to be back here. I need to get back on my regular eating schedule. Being stuck in the house for all of those <laughs> hours and days, I was cooking all kinds of big meals and yeah, I have to stop eating. I guess that's one of the benefits of not having electricity is, yeah. Yeah. I was able to get my gas <laughs> stove going, so I did have coffee. Okay, I know there are priorities for sure, isn't there? Made so. it the old-fashioned way, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, I think I remember how to do this. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? we got a whole show to talk more about it. Lots of news to catch up on. What do you got on. coming up besides the weather? Well, in case you missed it, because so much was going on, two very big March, actually three, when you talk about Los Angeles, San Francisco, and in Washington, D.C., big March for Life take, took place over the weekend, thousands came because they said the fight's not over yet so i'm going to give you an update it, it really is kind of transformed though the uh the the, the whole march has a different feel to it now that For we're, sure. we're, we've moved into the dobbs era beyond kind yeah. of row so it definitely had a different feel to it didn't it it didn't it definitely did but again right especially here on the west coast we're still ground zero now for this fight. And here comes the year of prayer, Brenda. Pope Francis has declared a year of prayer. And we'll tell you more about why and what that's all about coming up, too. All right. So we've got a great new show ahead for you on this Monday morning. We'll start things now with Sarah Kroger, Standing in Your Light. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus 
through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's good to be back. Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Sarah Kroger and standing in your light. 7-11 as we wait for the sunrise on this Monday. It's good to be back. And coming up, Michael Davis is going to join us for a talk on social awareness. We'll check in with Michael and Brenda next after we look at that warming weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Materday Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplain of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through MaterDeiRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 714 here at Mater Dei Radio. Breezy and rainy today with a high of 47 and a low of 42. Chance of precipitation never lower than 80%. And it's just going to go up as we head into the evening stronger low pressure front arrives on Wednesday so we're just going to get rain all week. I'm glad that it's rain and not snow or ice. I'm relieved for <laughs> I'll that. I'll take the rain. I'll we take are, the rain. <laughs> we are well above freezing for sure. Currently it is 45 degrees at the Proto Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And 47 at St. Juan Diego in the Bethany neighborhood of Portland. It's a new year, and Michael Davis is starting a new series on his podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Michael joins us today as he tackles social justice teaching and the thoughts of Pope Leo Thirteenth. And it's a kind of a heady series, but Michael is here to introduce us and help get us dived in a little deep into the subject. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us yes, today. Good morning, Brenda. All right, so you're taking on this new encyclical, and as we were preparing for the interview, you said there's this is a lot of stuff to get into, and so you're breaking it down into paragraphs, and you're covering a few at a time. So first, kind of introduce us to this encyclical, and where was the world at at the time that Pope Leo wrote it? 
Yes, uh, the historically Catholic way of writing an encyclical is with paragraphs that each paragraph is numbered, which okay. makes it very easy to follow. Sure. And so we uh, are breaking it down into into sections of paragraphs. And you were talking about headiness. Well, that in the very first paragraph, Pope Leo XIII says, the problem we've had is we've got these obvious grave injustices and it's all been stuck in our heads and we're not doing anything about it. It's stuck in the political arena and not affecting the economic systems. So in a kind of a humorous way, he puts that. But the world in his day, he wrote it in 1891, Rerum Navarum, and it is one of the greatest encyclicals. In fact, Pope John Paul II said it is the encyclical that shifted the whole understanding of social teaching in the church, kind of put it where the rubber meets the road. And in 1891 was the height of the Industrial Revolution, which began in England and spread to the United States. And it created a lot of uh, grave injustices for social workers. In his day, the workers' guilds of the Middle Ages, which now we call unions, is kind of a form of workers' unions. It gave workers a voice and they had disappeared. And so the workers had no rights. They were paid low wages. They were and unsafe and filthy working conditions. It can provide for their uh, families. And one of Pope Leo XIII's laments is that we moved away from a green world of farming and these things to now this artificial environment of concrete and factories that humans were never meant to exist in. So he writes this encyclical to try to provide some answers from the church as to what do we do with this? Because he said this, there's been no point in history at which we've had such a worldwide plethora of injustice from this industrial revolution. Michael, this encyclical written in 1891, 130 years ago. Now, some people might say, well, I mean, that was all well and good for perhaps that day and age, but we're 130 years advanced from that. The world looks a whole lot different. So in your view, why is this encyclical more important now than ever? As I brought out in the second part, uh, second podcast in the series is that we're now 130 years the worse. Really? Than we were in his day that he would just be saddened, greatly grieved to see just how much worse the workers plight is in our day, especially with the uh, insane amount of child labor now that we have from these corporations. But we've kind of moved away from factories. I mean, they're still everywhere. We've kind of moved away from that part of the industrial revolution. Now we're in a phase where the technology companies are now the sure. industrial revolution. And one of his laments at the very beginning of this encyclical is that you have all the wealth in the hands of a few while the masses are driven into mass poverty. Well, in 1891, Holy Father, join us in 2024 and see where we're at with that. It's ter terrible. Sure. Yeah. It, it does seem to be the case that, you know, the, the older and farther along we come, we believe that we should be getting better and smarter and hopefully more holy, but we seem to just keep turning in this hamster wheel. Yes. So my, if you're just tuning in, Michael Davis is joining us this morning. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice, taking on the encyclical by Pope Leo the Thirteenth 
on capital and labor. So you are going to go very easy on your listeners. You are breaking this down in little, kind of more easier to swallow pieces, although you're taking on the first 14 paragraphs. It doesn't seem overwhelming, but in those paragraphs, what is the overarching theme that you're pulling out during those readings? Well, the Pope brings out Kind of a revolutionary idea, but it's one of those things where somebody states something so obvious, you're like, oh, duh. And why didn't I think of that? Okay. He states, man was created before the state was created. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, the state doesn't, man does not exist for the state. And so in the overarching theme, he's trying to bring out what is the church's role in this creation of justice out of this industrial revolution what's the state's role in all of this so the overarching theme is that the church has the truth of the matter but it hasn't done very well in speaking into it so the church needs to get down to the concrete level and start getting it the truth into the discussion but he says the problem is all of the institutions the government the corporations all these institutions have rejected the ancient faith and so we're left without the answer. So the church needs to get up and needs to start speaking into it, not just speaking into it, but actually living it. Michael, there was also a discussion about the passing on of roles, whereas a factory worker doesn't pass his job on to mm-hmm. the next generation. But there is the passing on of ownership of property Mm -hmm. of land but there's a very specific use that that passing on needs to be for tell our Mm -hmm. listeners what he's getting at yeah so one of the things that the pope says is that we don't necessarily know the answers to justice and i love that because we live in a day where the social justice warriors they can define in black and white terms what the injustice is and in black and white terms what the answer is well it's not that easy the pope says when we see injustices we barely understand the true nature of the injustice, let alone the answer. So he says we need to get all parties to the table to figure out the answer together. But he says in that, he says there's one thing I'm convinced is that socialism is not the answer. Mm. And here's why. Because he says one of the major answers to these injustices for the working class is the right to own private property. And that is an overarching theme throughout this encyclicals, the right to private property, because in private property, you can be creative, you're free, you're safe from the government intrusion, because it's your private property, quotes St. Thomas Aquinas in this, because St. Thomas Aquinas says, we have the right to private property. However, and St. Thomas Aquinas says, our private property is to be used as a ministry to our neighbors and to the poor. And the problem with socialism is it takes away that private property and reduces us to Darwinism, the survival of the fittest, rather than to being creative as humans. Boy, that is a lot of information. And Michael, I'm glad that you are tackling this encyclical, breaking it down for us. And it sounds like it's going to be a great series. How many weeks are you going to be able to take this on? I haven't figured that out yet. Because what's happened, the Pope arranges that he doesn't have an outline, but you can see definite themes. So I'm just going from theme to theme. And I know they each theme kind of overlaps into another series of paragraphs, but I'm guessing five to six weeks. Okay. 
Well, perfect. If you want to follow along, you can listen to Michael Davis's podcast, Common Sense on Social Justice. Keep up with this entire series because I have a feeling you will love it. And you also might be challenged by what it says. Michael, we can always count on you for that. Thank you so much for joining us <laughs> yes, today. thank you. And again, that podcast can be found at matradayradio.com under the digital media file, standalone podcast. And of course, you'll also be able to access it on the Hail Mary Media app. 723 at Montreday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And if you were thawing out and headed to the grocery to restock your pantry and refrigerator, perhaps you lost some food. Well, take us along with you. Shop for the cause. It is the Fred Meyer Community Reward Program, and Montreday Radio can be the beneficiary every time you shop. You can get details on how you can shop for the cause online at MontredayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 725 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat, and we are entering a year of prayer, according to Pope Francis, as we get ready for the big jubilee. Details on that just ahead. And recovery from a week of storms continues here in the Portland area and Amtrak. They said they're going to be out of service Till next weekend. Ooh. I'll have an update for you on that story as well. Coming up next, here is We Are Alive and Taylor Tripodi. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Taylor Tripodi. We are alive. Yes, we are. It's 7.30. In your news this hour, a series of winter storms that rocked Oregon. We shut down a whole lot of schools, and some students have had a total of four days off, including Oregon's largest school district, Portland Public Schools. Now, PPS will be reopening this morning, aside from a few schools still facing damage from the storms. PPS says Markham Elementary, Forest Park Elementary, Ainsworth Elementary, Robert Gray Middle School, and the Head Start program at Kelly Annex will be closed today to kick off the week. Several others are open, but buses, they're on snow routes. And multiple schools in Beaverton and Portland have dealt with frozen pipes following winter storms over the past few days. They say that they are working on those repairs. Now up north in Clark County, KGW is reporting that all school districts are open, but La Center, Richfield, and Evergreen are on a two-hour late start. I have a student in the Evergreen School District, though. I didn't get that announcement. So mm. please check your news reports before you head out. And of course, Amtrak dealing with some difficulties. They are going to be closed between Seattle and Portland at least through Sunday on that uh, Cascade route. They have a landslide that came over the track just north of Vancouver. So they have buses that are taking people around that spot. But Please check Amtrak. They ask you to call or text their USA Rail number 
for assistance. There always seems to be that little spot north of Vancouver that always gets them with a landslide. I don't know what I know that spot. I know that spot too. <laughs> you're, you're right. It's all right there because it's the cliff, the freeway, and then the rail, yeah. and then the river. It's all just kind of squeezed right into that area. So, yeah, but if you're taking the train, check your schedule. In other weather news, Multnomah County says a person who stayed at their overflow shelter in Gresham died Saturday after collapsing outside the facility. Officials say the person received CPR from shelter staff until paramedics arrived and continued to the life-saving measures on the way to the hospital. The person was pronounced dead there at the hospital. The cause of death remains under investigation. The county says the person had stayed Friday night and had walked outside Saturday and then collapsed. Multnomah County officials are still investigating four potential hypothermia deaths in the county from earlier this month. Two annual pro-life events, the Walk for Life West Coast in San Francisco and One Life LA in Los Angeles drew large crowds in support of the sanctity of human life despite bad weather. In San Francisco, Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone began the Walk for Life West Coast with a pro-life mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by a silent no more awareness campaign featuring presenters harmed by abortion. Addressing the young people in attendance, he urged them, quote, be truly pro-life by being part of the solution, not the problem. Be the solution. Get married. Stay married. Don't have children until you get married. And thousands more were in Washington, D.C. for the National March for Life. Even though Roe versus Wade has been overturned, marchers are gathering because they say the necessary work to build a culture of life in the U.S. is not finished. Pope Francis announced the start of a year of prayer Sunday in preparation for the church's 2025 Jubilee year. In his Angelus address, the Holy Father said that a year of prayer starting on January 21st will be a year dedicated to rediscovering the great value and absolute need for prayer in one's personal life, in the life of the church, and in the world. The Pope said that the Vatican's Dicastery for Evangelization will publish resources to help Catholic communities to more fully participate in the year of prayer. The Vatican and the City of Rome are expecting an estimated 35 million people to flock to the Eternal City for the 2025 Jubilee Year of Hope, the first ordinary jubilee since the great Jubilee Year of 2000. Bishop Mario Dorsonville of the Diocese of Huma Thibodeau in southeastern Louisiana died unexpectedly on Friday evening after serving as a bishop of the diocese for less than one year. He was only 63 years old. In a statement on Facebook, the Vicar General of the Diocese, Father Simon Peter Engeret, wrote that the bishop died on Friday evening at 6.50 p.m. after he gave in to complications arising from recent health problems. Bishop Dorsonville was appointed as Bishop of the Diocese of Huma Thibodeau on February 1st of last year, installed on March 29th, succeeding Bishop Shelton Fabre. Now, Father Simon Peter asked for patience from the flock, saying, as we begin to navigate through these uncertain moments and called for prayers for the bishop. Well, I know over the weekend in sports, football dominated. You told me that you spent a lot of time on the couch I did. I had games. not... 
I had not watched a whole lot of football all season long, but now that we're in the second week of the playoffs, I'm watching every game for some reason now. All of them were good first halves. The second halves of a couple weren't all that good, but uh, the one last night was a barn burner. And it's all set. All four divisional round games are in the books, and the NFL playoffs will keep rolling next weekend with the conference championship game matchups. The NFC game, the Lions will play the 49ers in San Francisco for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And on the other side of the bracket, the Ravens will host the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Both of those are going to be great games. I can't wait for this weekend. Really, I I, I mean, I guess your your gut, you go with the home, home teams, but I think both the visiting teams are capable of pulling off the upset. Sure. So, I, well, yeah, I think the Chiefs, they took care of the Bills last night. That was a biggie. In New yeah, yeah. On, on the road. So, yeah, I know you were so excited because... Uh, they kept showing Taylor. <laughs> we counted how many times Taylor Swift was uh, being shown cheering for her team. I, I just like those Kelsey player. brothers. That's, that's why I like. I bet you their holiday tables are kind of a ruckus event. Oh, my goodness. And their mom is, you know, she's hilarious, too, so... <laughs> Well, today is a very important day in the life of the church. It is the day of prayers for the legal protection of unborn children. Mm -hmm. Now, prayer remains one of the most powerful weapons in the struggle to protect human life in the womb. It is a fight that will likely endure for many more years, but with the help of God, anything, in fact, everything is possible. And there are four perfect prayers for the protection of unborn babies, threatened by abortion. The first one is Pope Benedict Sixteenth prayer. In it, we petition for respect for every unborn life, accompanying the choices of legislative assemblies and to guide the work of scientists and doctors. Next is the prayer for the child in the womb. This prayer invokes Our Lady of Knock to pray for us. Now, the prayer for protections for babies, that's one that says, let no innocent life in our city be quenched against useless pain through our arrogance and sin. May we who are mothers or fathers seek eagerly to join wisdom to our love, lest love itself be deadly when unguided by knowledge. And then lastly, there is the prayer of protection for safe birth of a mother and child. And it says, let your gentle hand, like that of a skilled physician, aid her delivery, bringing her offspring safe and sound to the light of day. May her child live to be reborn in holy baptism and continuing always in your service be found worthy of attaining everlasting life through Christ our Lord. Four beautiful prayers that you can pray today. I found all of those in an article from Alatea. They're kind of long prayers. I want to include the link, though, for on today's podcast. That'll get you right to that article, and you can pray those prayers on today. The, what is it? The uh, Day of Prayer for the Legal Protection of Unborn Children. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tomorrow, at the Tony Ranella Hall at Ascension Parish, they're looking for volunteers for the Encounter School of Ministry Prophetic Room. Anybody is invited as a guest for this opportunity to give honest feedback to the trained students of the Encounter School of Ministry. Worship begins at 5.30, followed by brief instructions before ministry. So if you feel called to do that, please join them. 
And if you are a man, there is a big event coming up this weekend in Vancouver. It's their annual men's conference. Deacon Harold Burke Sivers is going to be there along with Deacon Scott Aiken. I know that guy. should be a great weekend. <laughs> and one of the organizers, Kevin Tyler, checks in with us next after we look at your weather forecast. No snow. <laughs> Amen. That's just ahead here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His Church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 742 at Mantra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Brenda and Pat on the morning blend and uh, looking at that weather forecast, uh, no snow, which is a good thing, but gosh, the rain just keeps coming down. I mean, unless you're in the central Columbia River Gorge and Hood River, though, there is an ice storm warning in effect. So do be aware of that if you live out there. Well, currently, though, it's getting pretty mild there, 50 degrees at uh, Christ the King Catholic Church in Milwaukee. Nothing but rain coming down there today for uh, for all of them. Chance of rain at 90% through the day today. Should see it end tomorrow morning, though, and uh, maybe a little sunshine by tomorrow. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you always are predicting sunshine. <laughs> I'm ready to get out in it. I, I told you I'm ready for summer. I'm ready to go for a walk, <laughs> for sure. Right now, a little bit of rain coming down. It is 47 at the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. 
It'll be the first time to have this kind of a unique men's conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. But after this event and the great speakers they have lined up, well, it is sure to become a favorite and one that you'll want to attend year after year. The men's conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver, St. Joseph, model of Catholic masculinity. It is coming up January 26th and 27th. And joining me this morning with all of the details is the organizer, Kevin Tyler. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining me today. Good morning, Brenda. It's so great to be uh, with you today. Kevin, as you and I were chatting before we began recording, I laughed because I said, it doesn't take much for women to come up with an idea and just say, you know what? Oh, it's Saturday. Let's have a gathering. But for men, that you do need a little bit of encouragement from what you've experienced. Why do you find it is so important for men to have time to gather with other like-minded men to support each other and have a unique conference, especially one themed on St. Joseph? Well, Brenda, I think it's important because Men need other men to strengthen each other. Um, Like that saying, iron sharpens iron. Sure. Men can strengthen each other. And I think it's very important at this day and age that men of Holy Redeemer come together and Catholic men all around the the country come together and and strengthen each other in Christ to, to lead their families, to lead their parishes, to lead their communities. Uh, it's something that we we desperately need right now in this world. I love, of course, the theme this year, St. Joseph, model of Catholic masculinity. I love to put Catholic in front of the word masculinity. What we see on social media posts so often, and young men, especially uh, teenagers, that are exposed to this idea of toxic masculinity, that somehow just by being a man, it's toxic, but when modeled after St. Joseph, Catholic masculinity is something really beautiful and something to be treasured. It, it truly is. St. Joseph is a perfect model for us. He was the, the perfect man and he, the leader of his family, um, you know, a perfect father for our Lord and Savior, and just the model of what a man should be in this world. So if we can look up to him and we can model our behavior after him, you know, we can lead our families and lead uh, our communities uh, towards Christ. Uh, as you said, iron sharpens iron. And joining me today is Kevin Tyler to talk about a great opportunity for men in our area to gather at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in January 26th and 27th for their men's conference, St. Joseph model of Catholic masculinity. Kevin, you, in order to bring forward this great theme, well, you've got some great speakers coming up. And a few of them, many people might be familiar with. I maybe more than others. Tell our listeners about who you got coming that weekend. Yes, Brenda. That weekend we have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers coming to speak. He's going to speak uh, at least three times during the during the retreat. Uh, we also have Holy Redeemer's Deacon Scott Aiken. Uh, you know him well. I know that guy, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, we have Mark McKenzie, our Faith Formation Director at Holy Redeemer. Kevin, I love this title, and uh, and Father Wade Menezes actually had covered this many years ago when he was here in Vancouver 
for a men's conference, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. And I think, boy, when you think about that title and St. Joseph, what an incredible opportunity to listen to Scott talk more about that. Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers, you never quite know which direction he's going to go, but for sure he's going to be loud when he does it, huh? He's a great speaker. Um, I, I really enjoy the way that he engages with, um, you know, those he's speaking to. And he gets fired up, and he gets people fired up in support. Um, so we're really looking forward to having Deacon Harold here with us at, at Holy Redeemer in Vancouver. Yeah, so Kevin, run down this weekend. So it is Friday evening and all day Saturday. How is this schedule going to kind of run so people have an idea, get it in their schedule? Yeah, so Friday evening we will start uh, at 6 p.m. with a meal together, a simple meal on Friday. Uh, Deacon Harold will lead us in a talk, and then we will end the evening with adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, and it will be a soft close to the evening. Saturday we'll be there all day. We'll start with daily Mass. We'll follow with breakfast. Um, All the meals are provided through this retreat. Uh, we will have talks throughout the day uh, on Saturday, followed by um, opportunities for self-reflection and prayer in the church um, or discussion with other Catholic males. And then um, we will have an opportunity for the, um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation Saturday afternoon, and we'll wrap everything up with a closing talk with Deacon Harold. Um, Saturday evening and uh, following a meal together, uh, probably end around 7 p.m. on Saturday. Really incredible day. What a gift of wives and mothers can give to the man in their life to give them this opportunity to meet again with like-minded men to learn more about their Catholic faith and to learn and support other Catholic men. Again, it is coming up January 26th and 27th. So Kevin, with a speaker like Deacon Harold, and I think with Deacon Scott as well, this is sure to be a packed event. There is still space available. Where can people go for registration? How much is the uh, entire event going to run them? Registration can be found at Holy Redeemer's website. That's holyredeemervan.org. And the cost for registration is $60. And again, that includes meals Friday night and through Saturday. And yet there is still availability registration. Uh, We're capping it at 100 people. But as of this week, there was still uh, room available to register. And then, Kevin, lastly, I mean, who are you hoping to gather? Is there like an age group, or is this open to fathers bringing sons? Who's, uh, who are you hoping to attract to this? We're hoping to attract Catholic men ages, you know, 17 or 18 through 98. Or, sure. Or however. <laughs> I have. You know, we're, really, we're really hoping that this reaches all men. Um, that are of an age to to be mature enough to listen and um, participate in the retreat. We never get to a point where we should stop learning. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. Your, your upper teens all the way to uh, anybody who, who still has ears to hear, for sure. Kevin, it's going to be a wonderful event. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Brenda. We look forward to a great event and uh, many Catholic men coming together to celebrate our faith and um, praise Jesus. 
Amen to that. Again, that is Kevin Tyler. He is the organizer of the Men's Conference at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver, St. Joseph, Model of Catholic Masculinity. Now, I will be sure to add some information about this event where you can get right to the registration. Sign up today. There won't be space available for too much longer, and you're going to be able to find the link that'll get you to the registration on the podcast of this interview, MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 752 at Matre Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Going to be a great weekend in Vancouver. That sounds like a wonderful event. Speakers sound pretty powerful, too. <laughs> it does sound like a great event. I am disappointed, though, of course, because I would love to sit and listen to both of these great deacons, Mark McKenzie, also to talk about this subject. But alas, it is for men only. So now, I'll just now, have to I get I seem an to remember there was a men's conference in Vancouver five, six years ago, and there were some women that snuck in. Uh, <laughs> I've done that before, selling my goods. I think you were one of them. I'm going to have to see if I can find something to sell at a table in the back ah, of the room. that's how you do it. That's okay. how you do All it. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of events, we're kind of in that lull, ordinary time, getting ready uh, for Lent coming up here. And it's Ash Wednesday's Valentine's Day, so that's not right. too far off at all. A lot of activities going on between now and then. And, of course, once we get into Lent, there are going to be a lot of activities you can keep up with everything in one single place. Mm-hmm. It's the Hail Mary Media app in our community calendar. And the cool thing about it, Brenda, is it plugs right into your car's mapping system. Kind of amazing. So any event, you can just find the event on the calendar and it'll, it won't drive your car, but it will certainly map your way route to if the I event. Did, if I don't have GPS on my car, I don't know where I'd end up. I'd be, you know, out in some netherworld. <laughs> and this lets you take full advantage of it. It's so check out the community calendar. And if you have an event coming up, make sure you let us know about it so we can spread the word. It's the community calendar. The best resources for Catholic events here locally is here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235VF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak, author of the best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. You can... Buy it through Amazon or through my website, deepadventure.com. Lately, here in Waikiki, there's been a couple sightings of the man in the gray suit. You know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about a tiger shark. Just beyond the reef, twice in the last two weeks, we've had a sighting of a tiger shark. And in the last year, in the islands of Waikiki, there's been more shark attacks than the last 10 years combined. There's been 14 attacks. But what's interesting to me is that it was big news. A tiger shark was spotted out beyond the reef in Waikiki. When the surfers talk about this, we're all like, well, you know, that's not really news. We know they're there. We just don't usually see them. And it, but this struck me as kind of a wake-up call for us Christians. 
the enemy is out there. He's prowling around searching who he can kill and to destroy. But we just kind of cruise around oblivious to the fact that he's there. We need to be aware that we have an enemy. We need to realize that we're basically on enemy ground here, that we're in a war zone. If you're in a war zone and you're not aware of the fact that you're in a war zone, dude, you're in trouble. If you're in a war zone, you're going to be sure to wear the armor. You're going to be sure to have your weapons with you. As Christians, we need to be sure to stay close to Jesus. We need to receive the Eucharist. We need to uh, receive the sacraments. We need to spend time in the Word. We need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time listening to the Holy Spirit so that we get our marching orders for Him. In a sense, the Holy Spirit will speak to us, don't go there, go here. There's tiger sharks all around us, but we want to paddle out and ride the waves of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned and stay close to the Holy Spirit. This is Bear Wozniak. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 7.57 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead in news, uh, chaos in Haiti, more mm. kidnappings. We'll update you on that, a tragic situation there. And new data from the U.S. Census Bureau is showing us here in the United States more children living in two-parent households. I'll talk about this inspiring news coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Much of what we know about the early Roman and Hispanic martyrs comes from a lyric poem called Crowns of Martyrdom. Today's saint story is derived from this written work and therefore we do not know much about him except that he lived a truly heroic life. Saint Vincent of Saragossa was born in Huesca, Spain sometime in the late 200s and spent most of his life serving as a deacon in the city of Saragossa. The Bishop Valerius of Saragossa had commissioned Vincent to preach throughout the diocese on his behalf because of the bishop's speech impediment. Thus, the two men became an inseparable pair, working together to spread the gospel. When the Roman persecution of Christians reached Spain, both Vincent and Valerius were brought before the governor of Valencia. The two men were imprisoned and only offered their freedom if they would willingly set fire to the scriptures. Speaking on behalf of his bishop, Vincent declared that they would not be persuaded by threats or promises and that they were both ready to suffer everything for their faith. 
The governor was so angered by Vincent's bold response that he had the aging bishop sent into exile and ordered every kind of torture to be inflicted upon Vincent. This is when Vincent's resolve was truly tested, but the grace of God remained with him. He was stretched on the rack and his body was torn with iron hooks. Then his wounds were rubbed with salt and he was burned alive on a hot gridiron. Finally, he was thrown into a prison cell where he was made to lay on broken pieces of pottery. It's said that throughout his torture, Vincent maintained such a peaceful and tranquil demeanor that his jailer was moved to repentance and converted to Christianity. Vincent died in prison of his wounds and his body was thrown into the sea. But according to legend, ravens guarded his body from vultures until fellow Christians could recover it and give him a proper burial. His body was taken to a place now known as Cape St. Vincent, where a shrine was erected over his tomb and continued to be guarded by flocks of ravens. In 1173, King Alphonsus of Portugal had Vincent's body brought to the Lisbon Cathedral so that his relics could be venerated. It's difficult to imagine suffering so much for one's faith, even more so to picture suffering peacefully. Imagine being tortured without cursing your abuser, or better yet, without cursing God for allowing such a terrible thing to happen to you. It wasn't by St. Vincent's power that he managed to suffer so well. Only by the grace of God can anyone accomplish such a heroic response to something so terrible. St. Vincent committed to heart St. Paul's letter to the Philippians when he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So whether you are being physically tortured by someone or are simply experiencing the difficulties of life, remember to cast your cares before the Lord. Make your needs and concerns known to God and submit to His will with open hands. He will guard your heart and your mind in Christ and peace will truly be with you. St. Vincent of Saragossa, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints and to pray along with the saints, just download the Hail Mary Media app. Details on how you can do that at matradayradio.com. It's 801. In your news this morning, Pope Francis recited over Mass for the Sunday of the Word of God in St. Peter's Basilica, where he conferred lay ministries on nine new catechists and two new lectors. Pope Francis called on Catholics to spend more time with the saving power of God's Word as society and social media amplify the violence of words. Speaking of the immense power that the Word of God can unleash in people's lives, Pope Francis encouraged us to always have the gospel within easy reach. And during the Mass, Pope Francis formally conferred the ministries of elector and catechist upon eight women and three men from different countries from around the world. The ministries themselves have also been shaped by Pope Francis in recent years. The Pope changed church law in January of 2021 so that women could be formally instituted into the lay ministries of lector and acolyte. Now, I know many parishes, we've had women lectors for a long, long time, but this is an actual right within the church that Pope Francis has made changes to that allow women to be uh, to have that conferred upon them. Six religious sisters of the Congregation of the Sisters of St. Anne were abducted along with other travelers on a minibus in Haiti on Friday. Armed gunmen stopped and boarded the minibus, taking all passengers and the driver captive. The attack happened during the day in the center of the capital, Port-au-Prince. 
Pope Francis made an appeal for their release and for peace in the country after he prayed the midday Angelus yesterday. In October of 2021, apparently the same group abducted 17 missionaries and kidnapped five priests. All were later freed, some after more than two months in captivity. Fresh data from the U.S. Census Bureau is shedding some light on the living arrangements of families in the nation. The data showed a clear increase in the number of children who live in a home with two parents. While these rates tend to be higher among younger children, a household with both a mother and father remains the preferred arrangement for arranging children, raising children. According to the data from the U.S. Census Bureau, it is estimated that a solid three in four U.S. kids is exactly 75% of kids ages six and below live with two parents, a figure that drops to 68% in the 12 to 17 age group. Now, overall, 71% of U.S. children live with two parents, and that's slightly uptick from 70% back in 2007. While the majority of these children live in households in which the parents are married, there is now a growing portion, 3.2 million. That's up from 2.2 million in two. 2007, who live with unmarried cohabitating parents. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is ending his presidential campaign after he failed to overtake rival Donald Trump in polling or in the early vote for the 2024 race. DeSantis made his announcement in a four and a half minute video posted on Twitter X yesterday with less than 48 hours until voting in New Hampshire's primary, the second state in the nominating race. We don't have a clear path to victory, he said in the video. His exit now leaves the primary battle as essentially a one-on-one contest between former President Trump and Trump's former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, who continues to trail Trump in polling. DeSantis on Sunday quickly endorsed Trump, a primary opponent who increasingly criticized on the campaign trail. Amtrak Cascade trains between Seattle and Portland have been canceled this week due to a landslide south of Kelso, according to the Washington State Department of Transportation. Buses are being provided to transport most passengers from Portland to Seattle. The department said train service is expected to resume at 9.30 p.m. on Sunday. The slide, which occurred south of Kelso early Saturday morning, blocked the railroad tracks and triggered a 24-hour moratorium for all passengers, trains per BNSF railway rules. Now, the moratorium affects several West Coast Amtrak lines, including Coast Starlight trains. Trains previously scheduled to terminate in Seattle will instead terminate in Portland. Amtrak is asking customers to please call or text 800-USA-RAIL for traveling assistance. In sports, D'Angelo Russell scored 34 points, LeBron James added 28, and the Los Angeles Lakers routed the Portland Trail Blazers 134-110 last night in L.A. Malcolm Brogdon led Portland with 23 points and 9 assists, and Anthony Simons added 19 points. Jeremy Grant had 17 as the West's next-to-last team had its two-game winning streak ended last night. Next up for the Blazers, a trip to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder tomorrow evening.
Today, we honor and celebrate a day of prayers for the legal protection of unborn children. And when reflecting on the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, St. John Paul II could not help but think of what he called the gospel of life. Peter Kozlowski at Alatea reminds us that St. John Paul II wrote an entire encyclical with that title, Evangelium Vitae, that is the gospel of life. He begins his encyclical making a very bold claim, saying the gospel of life is at the heart of Jesus' message. Lovingly received day after day by the church, it is to be preached with dauntless fidelity as good news to the people of every age and culture. Now, St. John Paul II then continues by explaining how this could be possible, saying at the dawn of salvation, it is the birth of a child which is proclaimed as joyful news. In scripture, it says, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all people. For to you this day in the city of David, a savior is born. Amen to that. Of course, we just celebrated Christmas. So when he presents the heart of his redemptive mission, Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And in truth, he is referring to that new and eternal life, which consists in communion with the Father, to which every person is freely called in the Son by the power of sanctifying spirit. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Wednesday at Holy Rosary Parish, drinks with Dominicans. Join Father Brandon Milady in the fireplace room of Aquinas Hall for a talk on Epiphany. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head on over to the community calendar on MontereyRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And coming up, it is definitely a pro-life feel for the morning. We've got Sarah Livingston from the pro-life office of the Archdiocese of Portland checking in with Brenda after we look at that rainy weather forecast next at Monterey Radio. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon, 
The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matraday Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Matraday Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smith. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MontredayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 811 here at Monterey Radio. Stray thunderstorms possible, breezy and rainy. Lows only of 42, so no freezing for us in the Portland metro area or the valley. 80% higher, that chance of precipitation, and it's just going to keep on raining all week long. Lots of rain in the forecast from what I can see from my uh, weather app, and that's a nice change from all of those snowflakes that we were seeing last week. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. And headed up to a high of 52 this afternoon, they've reached 47 at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Venita. Well, it is sure to be a night to remember in celebration and a call to action in support of the most vulnerable. Hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland, the Life Gala is coming up on February 17th and will feature speakers Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life. Joining me this morning to share more is Sarah Livingstone, the pro-life coordinator for the Archdiocese of Portland. Good morning, Sarah. This is an amazing opportunity. How did this idea to have a Life Gala right here in Portland even form? Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Um, well, the Sisters of Life were coming to visit. Um, they're coming to visit in February for five days and visiting different parts of Oregon. Alex Nelson, our stewardship and development officer, contacted me about it. And I had the idea, let's let's have a life gala. It's, it's long overdue. We've had many wonderful victories here in Portland and in Oregon. Uh, Pro-life momentum is at an all-time high from since I've started working at the Archdiocese. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's time. We've never had one before. This will be our first ever. And then we decided to, uh, let's try to, besides the Sisters of Life being a guest speaker, let's try to get another keynote speaker. And um, thanks be to God, we were able to book Abby Johnson. So she will be our keynote speaker, which is amazing. And and she's her, the work she's done and uh, is tremendous. So we're excited to hear her speak. I can't help but see the hand of God in all of this to just align everything so that way right here in Portland we'll be able to have such a wonderful event. And so what is the hope of having a life gala? What's the hope to accomplish at this special event? Absolutely. So it's it's somewhat threefold, our purpose for this life gala. Um, Number one, to celebrate life with our recent pro-life 
momentum and victories. Um, I know Oregon might be known as a pro-life, or excuse me, pro-abortion state mm-hmm. legally, but the pro-life community here has become a recognizable force. Um, the momentum this past few years um, has been incredible, uh, not only in Portland, but all over Oregon. Um, the largest, uh, from the largest Oregon March for Life last January, um, to the record-breaking volunteer attendance um, at last year's Lent 40 Days for Life, and then to the historical closing of late-term abortion facility Lovejoy Surge Center two and a half years ago. Um, so people are really taking action in Oregon. I think they realize that the uh, fight is at the state level post-Roe, and they're not wanting their state to become an abortion tourism spot like the pro-abortion activists are trying to do. Um, so we're really standing for a culture of life in Oregon. And if that can happen in Oregon, it can happen anywhere. Um, And then number two, to inspire and honor those working for life. So we'll be spotlighting local initiatives and pro-life organizations, as well as giving awards to a few local individuals who have been working for a culture of life for decades in our community. And then third, a powerful call to action for life. So uniting our community in a shared commitment to uphold the sanctity of life. So we'll be sharing different ways of how to get involved, and again, through those local organizations and others. Um, Lois Anderson, from the executive director of Oregon Right to Life, will also be speaking and giving us an update on what's happening in Oregon and how we can get involved. And also, Archbishop Vlasny will also be uh, opening us up in prayer and comments as well. It just sounds like it's going to be an incredible event. And Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better place than Portland to do that, because while it feels like now we're ground zero, the pro-life movement here, they're just like, yeah, we are ground zero and we're here and ready to take it on. There's Mm -hmm. so much that the pro-life community is doing here, right here in Oregon. Sarah Livingstone is joining us today. A wonderful event. The Life Gala coming up on February 17th. She is joining us today to tell us more about it. So, Sarah, we've got some big guns, really, uh, in the movement. Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life. Tell our listeners a little bit about each one of them and uh, the work that they've done in the pro-life arena. Absolutely. So, um, Abby Johnson, I'm sure as many of us know, she wrote the best-selling book, Unplanned, which Mm -hmm. then became a movie, uh, very powerful. Um, So Abby was a director at Planned Parenthood for years, uh, won awards at Planned Parenthood. And then on September 26, 2009, Abby um, was asked to assist in an ultrasound-guided abortion. Um, And she watched in horror as a 13-week-old baby fought and ultimately lost its life at the hand of the abortionist. And it was at that moment, the full realization of what abortion was and what she had dedicated her life to washed over Abby. And she had a dramatic transportation, tra- transformation that took place. Um, so she was, um, during this confusion, she sought help from a local pro- pro-life group. Um, and she swore that she would advocate for life in the womb and expose the abortion industry for what it truly is. And, and since then, she has just been working uh, nonstop mm-hmm. um, and has you know transformed um, and changed so many people's hearts and minds um, and 
we are so blessed that she is going to be our keynote speaker. I think I was screaming in my house when I booked her. My husband's like, what's going on? I'm like, they said yes. So very happy. Yeah. Wonderful. And in uh, the beginning of our interview, you talked about how the Sisters of Life were going to be here. And they are just an amazing community of sisters who dedicate their lives to go around the community and offering this pro-life message. Tell our listeners again, remind them about how they really were the beginnings of what this event was going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. So they'll be coming in February for about five days, especially visiting Newman Center. So Corvallis, University of Oregon, other locations. And I, I again, I thought, let's have a life gala and have them be one of the uh, keynote speakers as well. And, you know, the Sisters for Life, they're based out of New York City. They do have about five other locations. We would love to have them here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and uh, I think that is in discussion. Um, and so, you know, like like many sisters um, in the religious communities, they profess the three traditional vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience. But the Sisters of Life take a fourth vow to protect and enhance the sacredness of human life. And their missions include serving women who are vulnerable to abortion, giving them the support and resources to be able to choose life for themselves and their children, hosting weekend retreats, evangelization, and outreach to college students, as well as helping women who have suffered from after abortion to encounter the mercy and healing of Jesus Christ. So they're doing so much good work. I've heard that there's a waiting list to get into their order. So many young women and women are, are really drawn to them. They're, they're doing such important work. Oh, and they will be excited to join us in our fight for the most vulnerable. Again, that event is coming up February 17th. I can't imagine a person listening will not want to get in on this fabulous event. So they need to get tickets. Probably better not to wait too long because space is limited. So tell our listeners you know, where is this going to be at and where they can find tickets? Absolutely. Um, and yes, we are, uh, we do anticipate this selling out. Um, so it is Saturday, February 17th. It's at the beautiful Matt Club, the Multnomah Athletic Club in the Grand Ballroom. Um, and again, that address is 1849 Southwest Salmon Street. Um, there's ample parking. Um, and the doors open at 5. There'll be a cocktail hour, appetizer hour at the beginning, 515 to 615. And they're letting us use their uh, library room, which opens up to the Providence Park where the Timbers play. So we're going to have bistro tables. You can oh. even walk outside there. So it's, it's a very beautiful event. As a result, we're also having it be formal. So it'll be great. What if it'll be, you know, besides celebrating life, you get to get dressed up. Doesn't happen often in Portland. <laughs> um, and tickets can be bought online um, at the archdpdx.org if you go to our website. It's going to be a great event and people can purchase their individual tickets. But if your community would like to sponsor a table, there's ways that they can also do that. Sarah, tell us more. Yes, absolutely. Sponsorship. We have different sponsorship levels, including sitting with Abby Johnson at her table for dinner, meeting the Sisters for Life and Abby before the event starts, and program ads for your businesses or organizations. We have about five or six different sponsorship levels. Feel free to email me at life at archdpdx.org and I can put you in contact with Lexi Torres, who is our sponsorship coordinator. Oh, fantastic. Be sure to check that out also. It's just going to be an amazing event, wonderful speakers and what better way to celebrate life. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all your time and all that you do for the pro-life movement for the Archdiocese of Portland. Thank you so much, Brenda and Modern Day. Thank you. And again, that is Sarah Livingstone. So the event 
coming up February 17th. I will be sure to add information about where you can get right to the webpage for the event, purchase tickets for yourself, and you'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, MonterdayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. 822 on this day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children, January 22nd. And understand with the uh, pro-life gala, Brenda, they are very, very close to being sold out. Oh. I mean, right, it probably will sell out today. For sure. So right on the verge. So if you are intending to go, it's going to be a wonderful event, but you better get your tickets right away mm-hmm. or you're going to be left out on that. Hey, speaking of being left out, if you've got a used car, truck, RV or boat out in your yard and the snow is melted off of it, where's it going to go? I mean, why uh-huh. are you keeping it? Why? Come on. You could turn that into great Catholic programming here at Mater Day Radio and clear space around your house at the same time. It's a win-win. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program, and it, we want you to be a part of it. It's easy. It, Deb would make it smooth. It's, just so simple for you to do. And you can get all the details on how to get that process going at MontredayRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever noticed that the world associates fanaticism with religion? But G.K. Chesterton says that the strangest fanaticism that fills our time is the fanatical hatred of morality, especially of Christian morality. It is the irreligious who are fanatical in their hatred of religion. They hate religion because religion is the only basis for morality. They hate morality because it is clear. And they prefer things to be vague, vague to the point where they can call wrongs rights. But we cannot call something a right when it defies God's laws. We can only call it a sin because all rights come from God and God is not going to break his own laws. Neither should we. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith as we journey together toward our heavenly home. Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Dei Radio. 
826 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. And just ahead, we have got the year of prayer commencing with Pope Francis. We'll tell you how that's going to lead into the Jubilee year of 2025. Pretty exciting stuff, Brenda. That's just ahead next. And the necessary work to build the culture of life here in the United States is not finished yet. That's why hundreds of thousands marched this weekend in pro-life marches throughout the United States. I'll have an update on that from the East Coast and West Coast in news. Here is John Finch and Wildfire, and we are the Morning Blend, right here at Monster Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You are my heart's one desire, cleanse my soul with your fire, and you make me You are a flame alive in me, within my heart burning deep, you shine through the dark, you shine through the dark, it's burning, 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 spreading wild and free.
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is John Finch and Wildfire. It's 8.30. A series of winter storms rocked Oregon and schools closed down. Now, some students had a total of four days off, including Oregon's largest school district, Portland Public Schools. PPS will be opening this morning, aside from a few schools still facing damage from the storm. PBS says Markham Elementary, Forest Park Elementary, and Ainsworth Elementary are closed. Robert Gray Middle School and the Head Start program at the Kelly Annex will also be closed to kick off this week. Now, several others are open, but buses are on snow routes. Please check with your local school district whether or not your school is open today. Some still doing that two-hour delayed start, so check with your school too. And also remember that Amtrak Cascade train between Seattle and Portland. It is closed until Sunday. They stay at precisely 9.30 p.m. Okay, that's going to take them a while to clear that that slide there. In other weather news, Multnomah County says a person who stayed at their overflow shelter in Gresham died Saturday after collapsing outside the facility. Officials say the person received CPR from shelter staff until paramedics arrived and continued the life-saving measures. The person was taken to the hospital where they were pronounced deceased. The cause of death remains under investigation. The county says the person had stayed Friday night at the shelter and walked outside Saturday and then collapsed. Multnomah County officials are also still investigating four potential hypothermia deaths from earlier the month here in the county. Oh, that is just so tragic. And of course, the city still reeling from that family, the brother and sister and the boyfriend who died in that electrocution. Just a reminder that down power lines just stay away or don't move and call for assistance. Yeah, Brenda, I fear as, as things warm up and we, we start to open up a little bit now uh, that we're going to find I think probably right. more victims of the storm, which uh, kind of breaks your heart. All of our prayers. Two annual pro-life events, the Walk for Life West Coast in San Francisco and One Life LA in Los Angeles drew large crowds in support of the sanctity of human life despite the weather. In San Francisco, Archbishop Salvatore Cordelion began the Walk for Life West Coast with a pro-life mass at St. Mary's Cathedral, followed by a silent no more awareness campaign featuring presenters harmed by abortion. Addressing the young people in attendance, he urged, be truly pro-life by being part of the solution and not the problem. Be the solution. Get married. Stay married. Don't have children until you do. Thousands of more people were in Washington, D.C. In fact, hundreds of thousands they are estimating for the National March for Life. Even though Roe versus Wade has been overturned, marchers gathered because they say the necessary work to build a culture of life in the U.S. is not finished. Pope Francis announced the start of a year of prayer Sunday in preparation for the church's 2025 Jubilee year. In his Angelus address, the Pope said that a year of prayer will be a year dedicated to rediscovering the great value and absolute need for prayer in one's personal life, in the life of the church, and in the world. The Pope said the Vatican's Dicastery of Evangelization will publish resources to help Catholic communities to more fully participate in a year of prayer. The Vatican and the city of Rome are expecting an estimated 35 million people to flock to the Eternal City for the 2025 Jubilee Year of Hope. 
It's the first ordinary jubilee since the Great Jubilee of 2000. Wow, isn't that incredible? Now, isn't the main door of St. Peter's, it's sealed. And Very it, good, yes. And it'll be yes. open next year. And there are uh, spiritual fruits, I think, that go towards the pilgrims who enter through those doors. And I remember for the year 2000, across the world, right. there was a church designated in each diocese. So that way, if you can't make it to Rome next year, We'll definitely make a pilgrimage to those doors. I'll be eager to know if they'll do that again. I think they will. Think from what I'm hearing, uh, it will be the cathedral and maybe the grotto. But okay. we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll All wait right. and see. For yeah. sure. I think in Southwest Washington, the proto-cathedral of St. James the Greater had the sealed doors that year. And hopefully uh, that will happen again. It's an awesome tradition. Bishop Mario Dorsonville of the Diocese of Huma Thibodeau in southeastern Louisiana died unexpectedly on Friday evening after serving as a bishop of the diocese for less than a year. He was 63 years old. In a statement on Facebook, the vicar general of the diocese, Father Simon Peter Engeret, wrote that the bishop died on Friday evening after he gave in to complications arising from recent health problems. Bishop Dorsonville was appointed as Bishop of the Diocese of Huma Thibodeau on February 1st of 2023 and installed on March 29th, succeeding Bishop Shelton Fabre. Now, Father Simon Peter asked for patience from the flock, saying, as we begin to navigate through these uncertain moments and call for prayers for the bishop. Well, in sports, all four divisional round games are in the books as the NFL playoffs keep rolling along and next weekend's conference championship game matchups are all set. In the NFC championship game, the Lions of Detroit will play the 49ers in San Francisco for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And on the other side of the bracket, the Ravens will host the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. Boy, that game last night, I thought Buffalo was going to come back and win it. It seemed to. It was kind of wild, too, the the back and forth and uh yeah it was uh it was a good game it, very very good football being played good football this weekend they're gonna you know the championship games are gonna have a lot of hype and hopefully they will live up to that hype super bowl always gets overhyped and never meets the expectations <laughs> so i think this is the year judging by these four teams it's going to be an awesome super bowl i no, can't wait any of the four getting in there should be a great matchup well, today we pray for the legal protection of unborn children, and prayer remains one of the most powerful weapons in the struggle to protect human life in the womb. It is a fight that will likely endure for many, many more years, but with the help of God, everything is possible. There are four perfect prayers for the protection of unborn babies threatened by abortion. The first Pope Benedict XVI prayer. In it, we petition for respect for every unborn life, accompany the choices of legislative assemblies, and to guide the work of scientists and doctors. The next is the prayer for the child in the womb. And this prayer invokes Our Lady of Knock to pray for us. Thirdly is the prayer for the protection of babies. And it says, let no innocent life in our city be quenched against Again, in useless pain through our ignorance and sin, may we who are mothers or fathers seek eagerly to join wisdom to our love, lest the love itself be deadly when unguided by knowledge. And then lastly, there is the prayer of protection for safe birth for the mother and child. And it says, let your gentle hand 
like that of a skilled physician, aid her delivery, bringing her offspring safe and sound to the light of day. May her child live to be reborn in holy baptism and continuing always in your service, be found worthy of attaining everlasting life through Christ our Lord. These are four very beautiful prayers. They're kind of long, so I didn't read the whole thing. They are on Alatea, and I'm going to attach the link to that article on today's podcast. Four times today, I think we can stop and pray on the special prayer for the unborn. And it's a great way to start the year of prayer, right? I think that's perfect. Hey, you know what else today is? National Hot Sauce Day. Wait, really? It is, yeah. So so I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Chunky or not? Well, when I think of hot sauce, I think of hot sauce that comes in a bottle that gets squirt, squirt, squirt. Uh Uh, Salsas are those kind of chunky. And of course, there must be lots of fresh tomato in a salsa. Absolutely. (laughs) We're celebrating. (laughs) I think so. You can't go wrong with hot sauce. You can go on anything. (laughs) You can. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at St. Mary's Parish in Eugene, join the parish community for a concert by pianist Bo Kyung Cecilia Lee, who has performed as a soloist and a chamber musician throughout both Asia and the United States. Please RSVP to the concert on the parish website. Concert starts at 6 p.m. And remember, you can find many more details on this and other events. Head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Pat, now I'm thinking about hot wings. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can have all See, kinds I was of- I was thinking, you know, the chips and salsa, but you're thinking on uh, the hot sauce yeah, for the wings. Like, I, like the, I like the way you're going with okay. this. Okay. You can never go wrong with Cholula. <laughs> I have a lifetime oh. supply of Cholula in my uh, closet. So if you go to, uh, in Arlington, Texas, the baseball stadium there, you know, where they had the ketchup and the mustard and everything for yes. the hot dogs. These gigantic Cholula dispensers. That's the best. Yeah, yeah. Always. And that's the only place I've ever seen these things. But yeah, very cool. Very cool. I like cool. it. Oh, <laughs> we're going to talk more coming up in our second cup. We're going to get an update on all of this weather. We're going to talk about our experiences. Uh, but we got to talk about weather first. And hot sauce. Okay. <laughs> Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 16 and 17, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? So in receiving communion, We actually participate in the body and blood of Christ, not just eat symbols of them. There is no record that the early church Christians doubted the constant Catholic interpretation of Christ's true presence in the Eucharist. No record in which the literal interpretation was opposed and only the metaphorical accepted, except of course, 1500 years later in the Reformation. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org.
Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on. We're a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. 842 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 52 and low of 42 today. It's going to be breezy and rainy, and it's going to be raining all throughout the rest of the week. There's a stronger low pressure front arriving on Wednesday. Just more rain. No. More no, rain? No, it's not going to rain tomorrow. We're going to see sunshine, sunshine. tomorrow. I promise you. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be ready for it for sure. No sun right now and maybe a little drizzle happening. Uh, it's 46 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church and School in Vancouver. And it's 48 at St. Michael's Catholic Church in downtown Portland. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. Somebody put some hot sauce in my coffee. Did, can you do hot sauce and coffee? No. I, I don't no. think that would quite work. But I, I have, and I did last week, I have literally drank hot sauce. Okay. Yeah. Can, can't you put, like, if you had, like, a Bloody Mary, don't they put a little bit of spice oh, in a Bloody yeah, Mary? If true. you can have a that's morning true. drink. Yeah, okay. the Tabasco. Okay. I, okay. I have to tell you, so I got stuck downtown last week. You know, once the electricity was out, five days. Sure. And after 48 hours of that, it's like, I, I got to have a hot shower. I've got, this is getting very bad. <laughs> Please. So, and I looked, there's no, no room, no room at the end. I found one downtown, stayed downtown, and I discovered a food cart. It was like the only one that was open. It was like this oasis in the middle of really? ice. This Mexican food food cart had the best tacos, <gasps> the best hot sauce, and literally I was drinking the hot sauce. It was, Re- that, it was good. that good. It was that good. Fantastic. Over in the over by the park blocks. So when you were downtown stuck, did you find that there were a lot of rest they just people were not coming in to how were they getting services? <clears throat> Most to were closed. They like, were just like closed. All the food, like it was crazy. All the food cart pods, nothing was open, just this one. Oh my just goodness. this it was like a beacon in the night. Wow. And then most of the restaurants were closed. I guess, you know, the employees couldn't get there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's crazy. So, <laughs> and it, I mean, it was probably because I was so hungry, but the best tacos I think I've ever had. <laughs> I would venture out in an ice storm if they, I had the best taco food cart just down the street. I would definitely do that. I, I literally slid there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of sliding, I did spend a good amount of time praying in the car this week because mm. we were shuffling kids uh, to where they needed to be. And most importantly, my one of my daughters, she works at a um, healthcare facility and a clinic in cardiology, and she, they had to be at work. And that Tuesday when that ice storm was coming in. Now, it was supposed to be, I was listening to the news. They're like, be wherever you are going to be for the next 24 hours. Get there by 2 o'clock. 
And then they pushed it back a little bit and then a little bit more. I remember. She was at work and she finally called and said, we're leaving at four o'clock. So I went in my Audi. It's a all wheel drive and, and it was doing real well in all of this snow. I picked her up at four o'clock, and by the time I got home, and we're only talking, it's probably three, four miles. It's not far. There was a sheet of ice on the hood, the roof, and the trunk of my car. I saw. The picture was amazing. I sent everybody a picture. I was so nervous, and all I could do was just pray. Snow is one thing, and and we hobble along when it's snowing, but when that ice hits... That is just treacherous. Now, when we tried to get back to the station on Friday, the little drive from, I guess, is that Shoals Ferry? What is this road that's out there? Skyline. Uh, Skyline. Uh Okay. We make a little turn at the fire station. There's the school there. That was a sheet of ice. Mm -hmm. I have, when I tried to get my way to turn around, I slid through the intersection. Couldn't stop. Car wouldn't stop at all. You have four-wheel drive, but you do not have four-wheel stop. It doesn't work. Eric Eric and I discovered this. We discovered this Friday. And I have to tell you, Eric is an incredible driver. I'm going to give him compliments. He's driving. We get up. So we couldn't get down our street. It was closed. There was an accident. It was full of ice. There was emergency personnel. So Mm -hmm. I said, Eric, I know a shortcut, but we've got to go up a big hill. Let's see if we can do it. And we looked at the hill covered in ice. Eric goes, I can get up it. Got about three quarters of the way up. He could not get up. I it. could okay. not get up it. No. And we're sliding backwards. And we're sliding into another car. And Eric managed to maneuver and get us back down the hill. It was it was performance driving at its best. I, I, Hats off to you, Eric. <laughs> well, thank Very you, well Pat. done. I, I know that my guardian angel definitely got some hazard pay for that one. I Yeah, that was that was wild. So. It, it was. But you did good. You did a really good job Friday. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. And so along with so much that was going on, at least in our household, it was just, we, we hunkered down. It was just like, all right. And, and every day we'd say, like, are we, we going out? Are we going out? Now, the first sign of trouble that we knew that it was going to be maybe a little difficult with the cold temperatures on Sunday, last Sunday, a week ago, uh, we left for church. Now, the snow was coming down, or it, it was at least on the ground, but Scott had the big truck. We were going to go to church. We all climb in. He's got masks to serve. Our daughter gets in the back, opens, closes the door, and the door just swings back open. And she pulls it back again, and it just swings open. Mm. It was so cold that the latch locked up, and it would not close. <laughs> so we That's didn't, cold. That's cold. We didn't make it to Mass. But I know many parishes on that Sunday we had dispensation because if you couldn't get there because of weather. So... We had to turn around and walk back into the house. So uh, I don't ever remember it being that cold. It was in the teens. And then that wind chill factor, treacherous. 84 was shut down for days, remember? I know I've been colder, but it, it, that had to be the coldest I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Because was... I'm, I'm in my house. I'm seeing my breath. You know, it had gotten that cold. I had every blanket in the <laughs> house and I was still cold. Ugh. Uh, did, now, do you have gas appliances or electric appliances? Thank goodness. I have, I have both. Okay. So I, but I have, have a gas range, and I was able to make coffee because I needed coffee. <laughs> needed coffee bad. But I did it the old-fashioned way. Did the pour-over, and it worked, worked great. But I don't know what I would have done without that gas range and without the car to be able to go out to the car and warm up. And warm and, up. And charge the phone. 
Yeah, yeah, and it was real difficult out there. And again, you're right. You're talking about in news, I think as things warm up and people start to get checked on. I'm worried about that. I, I think yeah. that the that, yeah, it, it's going to cause a, the loss of life for sure. And uh, so we just kind of pray for those people, for those families. And thankfully, it, we're out of the woods. I don't know that we'll get another storm. But it is funny because as we went through the week, I was getting Facebook memories of other snowstorms that, too. that we've yeah. had in the past on the same week. Same week. And I noticed last year we did have a snow February 25th. So okay. we are not out of the woods at all. I mean, oh. it, it, another month plus. I kept that thinking, was a late snow. That was still, a late snow. Still, February 25th, we did get a snow last year. Okay. Uh, well, just be ready. You know, we're, we're not out of the woods. We pray that we are. Uh, and then, uh, again, time with family. You lost a good amount of food in your refrigerator. Have, are you replenishing? <clears throat> I have replenished. I, I went and replenished, but yeah, I lost everything. Everything in the fridge, everything in the freezer, including that Christmas ham. <laughs> you have been eating I that I worked for a on that time. ham for so it, was so good, but I, I got my money's worth. I mean, it was free. <laughs> we managed to celebrate too. I would have ordinarily said this, but on the 17th, my daughter turned 22. So we had just a little birthday party uh-huh. at home. Uh, that was on, I, I want to say Wednesday, because the next day I had to get in my Audi, say a prayer and drive them to the airport. They went to Hawaii. Oh, oh! <laughs> and we're frozen over here, and she's sending me pictures from uh, of Diamond Head from uh, view from her uh, Waikiki hotel. I hope that little umbrella in her drink kind of pokes her eye. Yeah, just mm. not no harm, no but harm. Just well, little annoyance. They said Gosh. it was wonderful to swim Gosh. in the ocean, <laughs> and it was eighty degrees when they arrived, seventy eight the rest of the week. So they were glad to be able to get out. I think that finally, too, the airports are working through all of their systems. There were so many cancellations, but the storm that we had, it's just moving across the country. So our brothers and sisters in the Northeast, they are really getting hammered right now. Mm, mm, mm. Well, National Hot Sauce Day will warm you up, but uh, (laughs) I think maybe a third cup might help today, too. Just I still got that chill. It's going to linger a while. That's right, for sure. (laughs) Eric, thanks so much for making that extra pot of coffee for us today. We're going to start getting into it. We hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. 
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 855 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Quick check of the weather, showers today, 90% chance with a high of 52. Low tonight around 40. Tomorrow, though, we may get a break from the rain. Mm -hmm. Just cloudy and a high of 52. Right now, it's 48 degrees here in Puddletown. And closing out our show today here is Sanctus Real. My God is still the same. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. are stealing at the mention of his name they'll say my god is still the same ask the walls if they still fall at the mighty sound of praise they'll say
and that is Sanctus Real, My God is Still the Same. It's 8.59 here at Mater Day Radio. Ooh, it was good to be back. Oh, it feels great to be back. <laughs> I am relieved for that. Uh, as much as I love my family and, you know, the home is where the heart is, you know, being that much indoors. This is home. This is home. Home is where God is. You made a Monday fun. Thank <laughs> well, you. Thanks so much. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us. It is Monday. That means Living Stone is coming on this evening. All of our great regular programming is back as well. And we hope you have a very blessed day. Let's get some hot sauce. Okay. Mm.